0: The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was Trinity Sunday. We're looking at Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Matthew was inspired to write, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. My dear friends in Christ, on Easter Sunday, our resurrected Savior told those women to tell the disciples, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Well, go to Galilee. We know that the disciples, they did stay in Jerusalem for a week because, well, on Easter Sunday, Jesus appeared to the twelve without Thomas, and then a week later he appeared to the eleven, including Thomas this time, including doubting Thomas. And after that, what Jesus did is he appeared to seven of the disciples who who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee. And then our text, what it does is it marks the fourth official appearance that we know of when Jesus spoke to a larger grouping of the disciples. And this speaking to the disciples on that Galilean mountain, this quiet time when Jesus was with them, it may have extended for even up to like three weeks in time. It was a time when Jesus worked to open the minds of those disciples so that they would grasp and understand the things that Jesus had been telling them for the past three years so that they would be ready to be his witnesses. But now it says that when Jesus, when the 11 disciples saw Jesus, they fell face down to worship him No longer was Jesus just their rabbi and their friend. He was the Christ, the exalted Son of God, the Savior of the world, their risen Lord and Savior. He had conquered supernatural enemies, thinking of Satan and his evil angels. And they were his humble subjects who were demonstrating what it means to confess as we do in the second article all this Jesus did that I should be his own and live under him in his kingdom our our reading says when the eleven disciples saw him they worshiped him but but some doubted apparently this retreat this quiet time in the mountain Around Galilee there, it wasn't limited just to the 11 disciples. It's guessed that at this retreat, Jesus appeared, as the Apostle Paul reports, to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. And some of those 500, they may have been seeing the risen Christ for the first time, and and it's understandable that they would have had their doubts and their questions, like like Doubting Thomas did and like the other disciples did until they actually saw the risen Lord. But Jesus wanted to remove their doubts and their fears. So he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Remember that during his earthly life, Jesus wasn't making full use of the divine power and glory that was his as the true Son of God. He had that power and glory, but but he didn't make full use of it. He did perform so many miracles, but yet at the same time, he set aside the full use of his divine power and authority to, to be our Savior. Jesus says, or Paul says, in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. He set aside the full use of his divine power and glory but still he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man in one person. At the beginning of his ministry Mark records for us Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach the people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. The power, the authority, the Holy Spirit working through his word, that's what one souls for eternity. And of course, the most spectacular display of Jesus' authority was when he went to the cross to fight against Satan, sin, death, and hell, and to win the victory for us to win that victory single-handedly since he has as it says all authority in heaven and earth he wanted those disciples and he also wants us to know that we live in times when we'll want to make sure to preach the law and the gospel so that the holy spirit can win souls for christ and for eternity As we go in the name of our triune God, let's remember we're preaching the law and the gospel not because we decided that that would be a good idea, but because Jesus authorized us. He told us to go and make disciples. And, well, we don't actually make the disciples. That's the Holy Spirit working through our word, of course. But we have this command, go in the name of the triune God. That's what Jesus knows our world needs. And since we have this authoritative command from Jesus, we know he's going to support us as we go in the name of our triune God. Our Lord says, my word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching. Those are the effective tools that he gives us to go in the name of our triune God. He works through baptizing with water and the word and through teaching God's word, Paul said. Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. It's the word of God that works on people's hearts to call them to faith from unbelief and into God's believing family. The Holy Spirit works through that word and through the sacraments to call us to faith. And well, when Jesus told us to go and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, He's talking about how through baptism what happens is that we're brought into God's believing family. And as members of God's believing family, we have the blessings of the Trinity. God the Father's love and care for us, body and soul. God the Son's redemptive work for us, living for us so that we'd have his righteousness dying for us so that we'd have his blood to wash away all of our sins and then the Holy Spirit working to call us to faith and make us believing children of God working through baptism and the Lord's Supper well to call us to faith to strengthen us and build us in our faith and and keep us in that faith into which we were baptized. But now when we go and make disciples, we are to teach them, he says to we are to teach them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. Why everything? Wouldn't it be nice if there was just a minimum daily requirement of what we'd need to to have God's blessings? So that we have something, I always think of minimum daily requirements. I think of special case cereal, and it's minimum daily requirements. And people seem to think, well, let's get by religiously too, minimum requirements. But Jesus says, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And maybe I just think here a number of years ago, many years ago, when we had gotten alexander a tricycle for his for his birthday and it needed some assembly and what i did is figured well i'm the dad i can figure this out and we worked to put it together and it didn't quite work right and we needed to take it apart and follow the directions to get it right so if that's true about a tricycle it's also true about our spiritual lives so when we go and make disciples, when we go in the name of our triune God, we'll want to teach them everything that the Lord has commanded us. We ourselves will want to learn everything that the Lord has commanded us in his word because, well, we don't want to follow, because when we don't follow what the word of God has to say, Then things don't fit together right. Then we have problems and troubles in our lives. But what does Jesus say? He says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Jesus closes our reading with this promise. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What a promise that is for us to take with us as we face life's trials and troubles and problems and and also what a promise it is when we think yeah God says he's going to be with us always despite the fact that we're kind of not always with him we sin against him we rebel against him and still he says I'm going to be with you always well what a wonderful promise that is as we go in the name of our triune God our savior who conquered Satan, sin, death, and hell single-handedly, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Do you realize how blessed that really makes us? We are so blessed, and that means we're going to want to join, well, Peter and John. Remember in the early Christian church, what happened to them is they had been preaching the word of God, And they were imprisoned for that. And they were called before the Jewish officials. And the Jewish officials told them, no, don't preach Jesus anymore or else you'll face further punishment or imprisonment. And those two disciples, they said, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And now, We're going to want to do the same thing because we have Christ's effective tools. We have the word. We have the sacraments. And that's going to enable us to do so much, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go and make disciples in the name of our triune God. Amen. Let's pray lord god heavenly father build us up and strengthen our faith in jesus so we treasure what we have in christ that is the forgiveness of our sins and the certain hope of eternal life and then also that we want to do everything we can to go and make disciples in the name of our triune god we pray in jesus name amen and the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god the father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.